when you really have encounter, things change. Victory is mine before my eyes can see. You need a new birth experience. Now there's nothing that can keep me from my promise. Set apart to God. Direct access. Welcome, everybody. Hope you guys are well. I'm Pastor James Levesque. I want to thank you today for tuning in to Breaking Through. And I believe with all my heart, today is your day for a breakthrough. I want to call this episode today The Cost of Conviction. The Cost of Conviction. You know, I believe with all my heart that we've lost the art of clean living. How many people today actually value conviction? Come on, show of hands. Not a lot of people today value conviction. You know, the wild thing is that there's a difference between condemnation and conviction. And one of them is essential for the Christian life. I want to share a story today about King Herod. And King Herod uh, was at a birthday party. King Herod was at a birthday party, and it was a party for the ages, right? Come on, it was King Herod, and the, the wild thing is Herod actually meant hero. That was his original name, and King Herod was having a birthday party, and it really turned into a wild endeavor, but first, before we ever could understand what happened at that birthday party, we've got to rewind the clock a little bit to the Jordan River. Uh, the Jordan River, something like that. This is going to be my river for a moment here, my little trusty, my trusty table. But here's what happened. King Herod, the Bible says, was walking along the Jordan River with his wife. And as he was walking along the Jordan, this is my river, my brown river. As he was walking along the Jordan River, the Bible says that John the Baptist was on the other side of the river. And John the Baptist saw King Herod there with this wife, and John yells, King Herod, that's not your wife, that's your brother's wife, and you are in adultery. And both of you need to repent for your sin. Well, as you can imagine, being on this side of the river, it wasn't that nice. King Herod actually had a little sorrow in his heart, the Bible says. But the woman, woo-wee, she was seething with anger. How would that man ever talk to me like that? Who does he think he is ruining my date with my man? They would later realize that that little walk on the River Jordan would end up being one of the most costly things that ever happened to them. A stroll by the river turned deadly. Come on, that sounds like a, a Dateline title here. The stroll by the river that went deadly. And... King Herod was humiliated, his wife was angry, but let's go back to the birthday party. The Bible says that 
you know, and, and I got to tell you, I do believe there's something in King Herod that was, that was actually pretty decent. The Bible says that he would bring food down to the quarters. He really cared about Jesus when he was in prison. But King Herod found himself in bad situations. And this was one of them. It was a birthday party gone bad. He's excited. Everybody's singing. Everybody's dancing. Everybody's having a wonderful time. And then it became time for... Uh, the, the, the entertainment of the evening. And the entertainment of the evening ended up being his daughter, really. And his daughter-in-law there is dancing. And let's just say she wasn't doing the electric slide. Okay, somebody, let's just say this wasn't the Macarena. This girl's dancing seductively. And, uh, you know, the Bible says that King Herod was a little tipsy. He was, had too much to drink that night. This is clearly a crazy birthday party. And the Bible says in verse 21 of Mark 6, all of this is found in Mark 6. It said he was overtaken with lust. Oh, man, you just got warned by the river here that that wasn't your wife. I mean, it was your brother's wife that you married. Now, here you are at the birthday party. Things are getting completely out of hand. And King Herod is like finds himself in a weak moment in life. And what happened was King Herod... He's sitting down, he's just enjoying the show, and all of a sudden he does one of the dumbest things you could ever do. I'm King Herod for a moment. I bet he didn't look this good, though. So King Herod's sitting on the throne, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, man, this is amazing. Encore, encore, encore. All right, now it came time for payment. Everybody's standing there. King Herod's making the decision of what the payment's going to be, and he does one of the craziest things you could ever imagine. King Herod says, uh, I'm going to decide what the payment is. And because I really enjoyed this young lady, I want to tell you that you name the price for your dance. Come on, it's like a stripper's dream. You name the price for your dance. Whatever you want to charge, you know, it's whatever you say. Well, the people that were standing around him were like, how could you do this? What do you mean? Because what he said was, you can have anything you want, even half my kingdom. What? Like I had you at you're a little drunk and having a good time, but now, dude, half your kingdom? And that's when it got crazy. The Bible says that immediately John the Baptist, that woman, Herod's wife, that John the Baptist called out, King Herod said to the daughter, whatever you want, I'll give you half my kingdom. And they made a decision on what the price was going to be for the dance. I'm going to tell you, it was in a room like this. The Bible says they went into a closed, dark room to determine the price. And I have to tell you, sin works like that, right? You know, sin will taste good for a season, but then it will destroy your life. The Bible says that sin ultimately separates you from God. If you're watching this broadcast right now and you need prayer... Look, I'm telling you right now, we are here to pray for you. Maybe you're burning with sin in your life. Maybe you're struggling in your life. Maybe you're like, Pastor James, I feel like I've been overtaken with lust. Let's be honest, man. It is a bondage from the pit of hell, and you need freedom. Call that number on the screen, 1-800-599-3722. Maybe you're watching me drunk. I don't care what time it is. You need to call the number on the screen because God is better for you. And I'm going to tell you right now that sin does that to you. Sin will look good for a moment. Everybody likes price, right? You know, my wife loves getting a good deal. There's not a price on earth that sin is worth. Nothing. 
every sin has a price tag. And Herod didn't even realize when he was getting drunk and he was getting overtaken with lust. And in a weak moment, he said, I'll give you half my kingdom. Even his own people were like, uh, what just happened? And they went into a dark room like you saw behind me. And, and now it's the daughter with the mom, the woman that was walking by the River Jordan all ticked off when John the Baptist was like, yo, that's not your wife. So the mom goes in the back room and she goes, okay, daughter, good dancing. Um, uh, but we, you know, we got to get payment. And as you know, King Herod said you can have half of everything that he has. So, um, and I'm sure the dancer was like, oh, man, I'm about to be rich. I'm sure he has gold and power and jewelry and, you know. And the mom's like, no, no, no I know something far better than all those things we're going to ask for. Um, let's see, uh, for payment, payment, payment. Okay, let's ask for John the Baptist. Uh, you may not know who he is, sweetie, but John the Baptist, yeah, I want his head on a platter. What? I want John the Baptist's head on a platter. I know you don't understand, sweetie, but uh, it's going to make a lot of sense down the road, but we just need him dead, and I want his head cut off no matter what it costs. You know what she was saying that day? She wasn't saying I want to take, she wasn't saying I want to kill John the Baptist. What she was saying is I want to cut the head off of conviction. She wanted to ensure that he never screams at her over the river again, that there's never going to be a time that she walks with her husband and he calls her out on her sin or calls him out on his sin. And that's what she wanted to end that day. And I'm telling you, we live in a day today. There's a, listen, you're going to pay a high price for low living. Call that number on the screen if you want to repent today. Get your life right with God and go, man, I don't want to pay a price for sin anymore. That's why Jesus died on the cross to redeem us. You, there's better for you. And when she asked for John the Baptist's head on a plate, I mean, it's crazy. this was a defining moment in life. And here's the thing you need to also realize about sin. You don't pay the price. You don't determine the cost for sin. The devil does. I mean, I feel like every week some, some man of God or preacher or family or, you know, is getting split up or divorced. It's actually from the pit of hell. I'm going to tell you right now. But you know what? When your marriage dissolves, it's never a blown tire. It's always a slow leak. Let me explain. There's no such thing as one great decision in life, and there's no such thing as one bad decision. It's always a series. So when a marriage dissolves or infidelity, these are, man, these are seeds, friends that have been planted. That's thoughts that have been entertained. One too many King Herod parties you attended and looked at the girls or the guys. My point is that's how sin works. It starts as a little subtle thought. You know, nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to see this, and it's not going to be a big deal. Then before you know it, a, a trash can fire has the ability to burn the whole studios in here down. You realize that? Or your whole house down. The same way sin in your life will start as a little fire and end up over taking your whole life and what king herod did in a moment of weakness he said what do you want and 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 the wife said man we want to get john the baptist's head on a platter because we need to make sure that never again that voice of conviction speaks to us and so you know you got to understand the devil is deciding herod was sorrowful and as you're watching this today are you doing things you shouldn't be doing? Are you watching things you shouldn't be watching? Are you allowing your heart to grow, grow cold? Call the number on the screen. 24 hours a day we want to pray for you. Because I believe today is the day that you see the real voice of the Lord restored in our lives. i got to tell you, we just had one of the most powerful worship meetings 
couple nights ago in Orlando, Florida, it was like, it was something out of the page of like Woodstock, man. It was, I mean, but in, in a holy sense. It's raining. There's thousands upon thousands of worshipers. And when the spirit of God came, you know what happened? I mean, it was unbelievable. My wife is raining. She's in the car with the kids and we couldn't wrap up the meeting because every single moment, like a literally a prostitute comes forward, a pagan prostitute and wants to give her life to Jesus. Then a man comes forward with drugs and just lays him at the altar. And then, you know, people that were struggling with same sex attraction. I'm talking about by the dozens were coming forward to get free. What am I telling you? Because they felt the voice of conviction. Because I got to tell you today, when that voice is gone, that is your salvation. You've paid the ultimate price when that voice isn't there anymore. And so do you hear that voice or do you need healing in your life? Call the number on the screen. We want to pray for you. Today is your day to either rededicate your life to God, break the power of sin. Because it's funny to me. People always say to me, well, you know, on Easter, they're like, well, do you believe in once saved, always saved? Well, what you're really asking me is, can you just sin and go to heaven? The bottom line is if you're born again, then your relationship with sin must change. Whoo! I'll give you a minute while you tweet that. If you're truly born again, then your relationship with sin will change. And I'm going to tell you, there is a scripture coming up in my heart. You could cry. It's one of the saddest scriptures you'll ever hear. The saddest scripture, I believe, ever written in the Bible. And it's directly connected to this story and it's directly connected to Mr. Herod. We'll talk about it in a moment. Abigail here. We want to thank you for tuning in today. As you know, this ministry has recently taken a big step of faith by going on television. We believe that God has opened this door and called us to spread the gospel message of power to America and the world. This step of faith is grounded on prayer and financial support. I want to invite you today to log on to jameslevesque.org and consider becoming one of our breakthrough partners. Starting at just $10 a month, Pastor James will offer personal mentoring and coaching. You'll be invited to participate with weekly Zoom calls and have access to a private Facebook page reserved for our partners. Our breakthrough partners are the backbone of all that we do. From our local church, to feeding the poor, to traveling the world, Pastor James is grateful for each and every one of you. Partner today and position yourself for greater breakthrough. Go to jameslevesque.org or call 1-800-599-3722. Our team is standing by to pray and help you today. Welcome back, everybody. Man, what a what an, a crazy message today about the cost of conviction. You know, I've watched in my generation, people don't live convicted anymore. I got to tell you, it's like we want to see how close we can get to the world and have God still accept us. Listen. Don't be mistaken. The love of God is real. The grace of God is real. No matter how far you run, grace runs harder. There's no doubt about it. But there's a standard, ladies and gentlemen. And there's one thing I'm thankful for in my life, and it's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. It is that voice of the Lord saying, look, this isn't right. You can't act this way. You've got to change the way you're responding to so-and-so. You can't do this. You know, it's not bad. Like, we're looking at it like, you know, the Lord's upset. He's not upset. It's his still small voice that guides us. And in the story we're talking about, man, King Herod's wife, she did not want that voice anymore. But how many people do we see today, a generation that don't want that voice? They'd rather see, you know, I remember I had a couple come to church. I'm telling you for real. I could write a book on these crazy stories of being a pastor. I'm just like careful. 
This girl came, got saved off the streets. She literally is in the service with like hickeys on her neck. First of all, who does this? This is ridiculous. And come to find out, it was like some usher in the church that clearly, I mean, if you're wearing a hickey, something ain't right. And they weren't married. They weren't dating. I said, what are you guys doing? Stay away from each other. You know it's not right. She was a young girl. And, and you know, it's just amazing to me because they just said, well, I don't feel bad when this is going on. And I'm like, what? I don't care if you feel bad. The word of God is the standard and doesn't consider your feelings. Look, I'm sure out there there's somebody that murdered somebody and was like, well, I didn't really feel bad because, uh, you know, he did this to my family. It doesn't matter. Just because you don't feel bad doesn't mean it's not sin. Sin is sin. If the Bible says it's wrong, it's wrong. And so many today are like, Trying to run from sin. But let's go back to the story of King Herod and his birthday party. Because this is about to get wild. And I'm about to tell you in a moment the saddest scripture ever in the Bible. King Herod's at his birthday party. She wants to cut off John the Baptist's head. The Bible actually said he was exceedingly sorry. Herod was sorry. Because she didn't want conviction anymore. Man. Today we see a lot of people, they're not moved. Maybe you're watching and you don't feel like the Holy Spirit has touched your heart in a while. Maybe you don't hear the voice of God. Call that number right there that you see on the screen. Because I want to see the Holy Spirit today heal your heart. You know, one of the signs of the end times, and I believe we're in the last days, and I believe the Lord's going to come back soon. But it says that the love of many would grow cold. We're seeing it. The Bible says that that in the day, the wicked will become more wicked and the righteous will become more righteous. Yeah, we're seeing a divide like no, never before. But I see a lot of Christians, they're not moved anymore. Where's conviction? See, I'm going to tell you, you may not want that voice. I want that voice. You may have worked hard to get that out of your life. I want that voice. What is conviction? It is that voice of the Holy Spirit telling you that this is wrong and this is right and this is the way I want you to live. And here's what you really understand. It's not just for sin, but it's for power, right? Where's the conviction on the earth? Because that same voice that tells me, don't do this, don't do that, this isn't right, this isn't on my heart, don't talk about this person. You ever done that? I've been in a conversation, you walk away and the Holy Spirit's like, oop, dealing with me, and I got to come back and say, hey, I know we were having that conversation, I said this and this, but, you know, I'm so sorry if it came across that I was saying this because I really... Didn't mean to. Why do that? I don't overthink every conversation, but it's mainly because the Holy Spirit is real and we need to listen to that still small voice. Because the bottom line is this, that voice is your salvation. That voice that you don't want, Herod's wife, that's your salvation. In your life, are you working hard? Paul actually referred it in the Bible to searing your conscience. Have you seared your conscience to where you don't feel like you don't hear the Lord anymore. You're not moved by the things of God. You don't feel conviction anymore. I love, I, it, it blows my mind. On one side, you see Christians, they want to live holy. They want to have the right line. They want to hold that line. They don't want to move. But on the other side, you got Christians going, how, how, how many, you know, what can I do to still be in? Right? How, how many drinks can I have before I'm, I'm really not drunk and I'm still accepted? Like, if you're trying to find out how much you can get away with, you just haven't encountered him enough. If you're still trying to figure out what's allowed and what's not, you've, you've, already, you've already lost it. And if you're watching me and you say, man, I don't even feel conviction anymore, you better call that number on the screen because God wants to restore some things in your heart. That, that voice is your salvation. 
People say to me, I don't feel convicted. Uh, uh-oh. They cut John the Baptist's head off. It was crazy. He paid the price for the dance. One, one decision. You realize that? One bad. I see that. Man, I remember seeing. I've seen moms in the church. They love God. They get saved. They, they start businesses. They raise their kid right. They're doing everything for the Lord. And one week moment, one Friday night, some guy that just got out of prison pays attention to you, and you now spend 20 years of your life running. Think about that. You think it's, can I get your number? You think, and then all of a sudden, I don't, like, what happened? That's the power of sin, man. You think it's just a little conversation. You think it's just, well, it's really innocent. I'm just spending some alone time with my secretary. Sir, you're going to ruin your life, man. You can't play the, with the things of God. That voice, that voice that says, do this, don't do that, live right, do this, be careful what you're looking at, be careful what ears what you hear. Come on, Sunday school, grown-ups. That voice is the voice of the Lord. And when we, when we lose that voice and we, we forget to realize that that's our salvation, we're going to find ourselves in a worse frustrated place because you're working so, many of you are working so hard to get rid of that voice. Or better yet, you've been hurt by church, right? Maybe you really had dealt with religion, slamming you, hitting you. Who, who hasn't been abused by religion? But then we don't take that and go, oh, let's run all the way to the other side where we don't even feel bad anymore. Come on, man. We got to live right. There's a standard for us to live and we've got to hold that line. We've got to make a choice that we're not going to give in to whatever trend is there. I don't care what's popular. Man, drugs are always going to be wrong. I don't care how many people think that it's okay to let that stuff in your life, right? Sex outside of marriage. I mean, these are, these are sacred things that you don't play with that I've watched a generation literally get lost for. Drinking, all this stuff that, you know, Smith Wigglesworth said, I've never seen anybody maintain the baptism of the Holy Ghost that gave themselves into intoxicating drink. Isn't that crazy? Where's the standard, man? Because what one generation is willing to tolerate, the next one will embrace. And you are one generation away from truths being obsolete. You are one generation away from the things that have shaped this nation to not be there anymore. And our kids and grandkids are going to live on, an, on a continent that is way worse than the way we had it. It's the voice. And what you do with the voice matters. How you handle yourself, what you, know, what you want. And so let's fast forward. King Herod, the Bible says in the book of Luke, that he, uh, Pontius Pilate was looking to kill Jesus. And they realized that it was Herod's jurisdiction. And in Luke 23, verse 9, it says, Pilate heard of Galilee, and they asked if the man were Galilean. At that moment, he realized that it was Herod's jurisdiction, and they called King Herod. Imagine that conversation. They called King Herod, and they said, hey, do you want to um, help us um, try Jesus? Remember Jesus Christ? King Herod was excited. The Bible says that he went down to see Jesus and went into his cell and he was talking to him and trying to see if he can get a miracle and trying to see how things were. And the saddest scripture in all the Bible is this. It says, then he questioned Jesus with many words, but he answered nothing to him. Can you imagine? Jesus, can you do a miracle? Can, please, say something. Nothing. Why was Jesus silent? 
Because was God, when God is silent, you've paid the price. You may struggle with the fact that there, there's a hell. Absolutely, there's a hell. You need to call that number on the screen and avoid it. There's a heaven. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. But you think God's loving and just? Let me tell you what loving and just means. It means that he's given you a lifetime to get to know him. He gives you invitation after invitation. But if you don't take that invitation, you will be cut off. It's time to take some inventory, ladies and gentlemen. Call that number on the screen. Get right with God today. Make a decision. You're going to give your life to the Lord. Surrender your life to Jesus or you will pay a price. Do you hear God's voice anymore? Or has sin covered his voice in your life? Call that number on the screen. America, my friends, has been lulled to sleep. That's the Christianity we have today, right? If you, if you have a standard because you've been beat up by religion, then you're religious. If you, you know, it's like, come on, guys. We have to live holy for he is holy. And I love that voice. I want that voice. I don't ever want that voice to leave my life. In a moment, we're going to pray that that voice would be restored to your life. If you are watching this broadcast today and you said, Pastor, man, I don't feel like I even hear the voice of God. Let me ask you a question. If you die today, do you know without a shadow of a doubt that you're going to go to heaven? So, look, tomorrow's not guaranteed. You know, you may be watching this broadcast suffering. Maybe you're frustrated. Maybe you've tasted of God and you've walked away with the things. Well, today's your day to get right. Today's your day to meet Jesus because the Bible's clear that if you believe in your heart and open your mouth and confess, you'll have a gift of eternal life. The Bible says that we write these things that you may know you have eternal life. Do you know? I know. I know. If I die today driving home from the studio, I know that I'm born again. You can't kill me. I'm a Christian. I'm going to live forever to be absent in the body is present with the Lord. But the reality is you paid the price already if you don't hear his voice. If you today want to give your life to Jesus, you say, Pastor James, pray for me. I want to go to heaven. I want the gift of eternal life. I'm going to pray with you. And then I want you to call your number on the screen. If you want to be born again, if you want to make a decision right now to be included in my prayer, know that you know that you know you're going to heaven. I want you to stretch your hands towards the screen. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Repeat this after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I give you my life. I receive forgiveness. I receive your spirit. I thank you for the cross and I thank you for the blood. Fill me, heal me, wash me, set me free in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. Amen. If you prayed the prayer, call the number on the screen. We got a gift for you today. We want to thank you for praying the prayer of salvation. This is the greatest thing you've ever done in your life. But if you're watching the broadcast and you're like, Pastor, man, I just want that voice to restore my life. I believe God is going to restore that voice in your life. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for every person watching that you would restore that voice of conviction. Lord, unlike Herod, we get another chance because of you on the cross. And Father, we say yes, we repent of sin in our life. We break the power of the enemy off of our lives and we receive you afresh in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Look, it's, we've got to understand the art of clean living because the reality is, look, if there's any fiber of your being content to live without revival, you're going to settle. I want all that God has. I want to live and walk in power and freedom. 
And most importantly, I don't want to lose the voice of conviction. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Breaking Through. Are you ready to ignite your faith? Then look no further than Pastor James Levesque's new book, Fire, preparing for an end time outpouring. This book contains 12 principles that will unlock the power within and cause you to walk in a new level of boldness and power. For a suggested donation of only $12.99, we will send you a personal autographed copy. Log on to jameslevesque.org and get your copy today.